0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. PDW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome
1: to the e podcast coming at you on a Monday for the freebies. It is Monday, January 23rd. I'm your host, Keon Sabani. Diego and I had a little bit of a back and forth before we started the podcast. We were kind of giving each other the option of doing the intro. We both won. Diego and I came to the conclusion that Real Madrid's win over Athletic was bigger. I just got an alarm on my phone. It said, send Zoom link to Diego. We're recording early. Um, And Diego just turned on his lights. Good to go. All systems go. Yeah, we came to the conclusion that Real Madrid's win over Athletic was bigger than Barcelona's 1-0 win over Catafé. Where it didn't seem like Barcelona played very good. I don't know if Johan Cruyff would have been very happy with that win because results no. do not well, matter. Did you guys at least have seventy yeah. percent possession? I didn't look at the stats.
2: Well, it was you know a game that was far from being something to be proud of, and uh, Xavi said himself after the, pe- the match itself. Right, this was uh, an ugly win, and it's a step back from where we are coming from we spoke about it on the pod very frankly as well we talked about the reason one of the reasons why these finals against Real Madrid in the super cup are so you know widely celebrated i was going to use the word maybe excessively or overly celebrated and the reason is because you want to see that sort of become the norm and that consistency uh come into play from Game to game, whether it's a final against your biggest rival in in the club's history, or if it is you know match day 18 at home playing in the Spotify of no, against the Getafe, that's uh, you know are they are where they are in, in in sort of the bottom tier, obviously fighting for relegation pretty much this season. Quique Sanchez Flores, Flores, excuse me, has got a, a, a tough task ahead with this Getafe, and um, these defensive setups are always. They don't bring out the best of Barta, put it that way. So, ugly win, but a win. And that was important to, at least for a little short time in space, be six points adrift from the, the second in the league standings. And that's Heo oh, my who we, we were hoping, of course, would stumble upon uh the uh game that they had against Atleti Club. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. I think that in and of itself was a more interesting match as well but yeah no not something to be proud of Kian, to uh, directly answer your question
1: well there's a couple of things cuz I actually chose to watch Arsenal versus Manchester United over Barcelona Getafe which is quite uh, did you know quite quite a thing to state uh on a Spanish football podcast but <laughs> I did go over it and I saw I think at, at some point you tweeted that Something something about Pedri and Gavi and all these guys, the, the future looks good or something. And without watching yeah. the game or knowing the Barca score, when I saw your tweet, I just assumed, well, oh, it's like probably 8 nil, eight nil, and Gavi has a hat trick and Pedri has a hat trick. And then I saw the score by the end of it and I saw, I don't know who it was on my timeline. I apologize. Someone I follow said that it was, actually, no, you know what? I think it was, uh, I was watching the highlights on ESPN. That's what it was. And Dan Thomas said that it was a terrible game and i was like oh that that seems uh different than what i what i had thought Van well well listen if you if if
2: you're if you're espn not necessarily known for uh, the, the, the station that most promotes or let's say sings the praises of barça um recently I don't, but in this case they were 100% spot on right
1: well, the no
2: the reason well, the reason I put out that tweet is very simple, Ken. It's because in moments like that you're still trying to find, you know, sacar conclusiones positivas, uh, uh, suck, out, uh, suck out, suck out the poison. You're trying to, uh, you know, cómo se dice sacar like uh, draw positive conclusions, right? Sure. And sure, what are those are were the the players that were performing well that did have a good game for Barca for me that were three. Pedri, Gabi, and Mark andre Ter Stegen. Um, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, man of the match. If it wasn't for him, Getafe could have easily, easily gotten a draw out of this one. If we did not, we, we if we wouldn't be speaking right now of top performing Mark andre Ter Stegen, we would be right now talking about you know, Petafe walked away with a draw or potentially even a, a win from the come. No, um, that's not to say that Barca didn't have their chances, even though there were not that many, uh, it was not a game for Ansu. He was not in form. I thought Rafinha actually had a good game. Um, and I'm saying actually had a good game doesn't mean that I find him garbage or anything in other games. It's just that this particular one in a game where it was difficult to create chances, he was uh, feeding, feeding them to, into the box. He was, of course, providing... He also provided the assist for Pedri. Um, I thought Gabi had a very, very positive match. Mm, I know that there's controversy going around regarding some of his um, overzealous style of tackle, tackling. Uh, that he picks up yellow cards or that maybe he should be on a rewarding end of of more yellow cards. Uh, you know, that uh, we can get, that, that is a big debate that we could, it, it, my point is I don't want to at this point in time, start finger pointing and say, well, you know, over on your side, we have these examples and on our side, we have these examples, but I know that that argument is there. Um, I thought he had a very good game. Uh, I really do. He's a hard worker. He works his socks off. Whether it's uh, a good game where the team is performing well as a a whole or not, uh, you can expect 100% attitude uh, out of this kid, and and I commend him for it. And then Pedri. Of course, Pedri had an excellent game, uh, even though, I mean, an excellent game. You know, he has set the bar so high right now that even though he is already... In the top ten best football players in the world, you're still talking about a very young player that can also make errors. I mean, he he passed the ball back. I think it was to, um, well, I don't I don't know who who if it was, uh, you know, the, the, his backline or directly to Marco Anderejsteg. And the point is, was, he passed like it, it was to nobody. To
1: basically, Mayoral, right? And it just
2: went to the feet of Borja once again. Uh, but, I mean, the the amount of chances that Borja Mayoral had yesterday i don't think he has those in most matches uh, if it wasn't for no, Mark, not Lundere, what a team, no chance no
1: they, they no. don't do anything yet
2: <laughs> so there you go
1: well okay. i my brain I just kind that's of a fair mel- my brain melted because you called pedri a top 10 player in the world and i'd never i i have to really really think about what you just said i can't even register i can't even really? don't know if i can speak anything in the podcast anymore i'm Oh, now I'm just constantly thinking about that. I'd have Good. To think. Yeah, I don't, I don't even is know. My, I've is never that, heard is that blasphemous?
2: That. Well, I don't know um, what it is.
1: I I just have to think about it because off the top of my head, there's there's at least like six or seven that are like locked. So I, I I don't. My brain is melting. I'm I'm gonna just disagree without even thinking about it. But anyways, um, but he's a great player. I'm assuming your tweet coincided with the goal, right? Because the goal was great. It was a beautiful goal.
2: Um, I don't think it did coincide with it. No. Okay. I mean, they, Chavi, they scored at what? Like, I think it was the thirty-five, thirty-seven minutes. No.
1: Yeah, something like it? that. Twenty, thirty. I don't know. Yeah. Chavi said it after the game that he felt like his his team didn't create enough chances. And I was actually kind of shocked to see after the game how little it actually was. It was 0.7 on the XG chart, which I'm doing this manually. I think it's the lowest of the season. I think it's it, it might be a case to have be your lowest offensive output of the season. Um, I will say this, though. Speaking of brain melting, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if you know this, but statistically speaking... This is the best defensive Barcelona side of all time. Did you know that?
2: Of all time? I did not know that. No.
1: The amount of chances they've conceded at this stage of the season is the lowest in the history of Barcelona at this stage of the season.
2: Six goals conceded. Six um, after, three after of them. The
1: first 17 games is the worst, in, uh, is, is the best in its history.
2: Three of them in the, the Clasico. Yeah. And three, where else? I think there was three.
1: Uh, I, I don't, well, I, I well, don't we know. of uh, the others came. Anyway. Up. But R- um, Ryo, the first game of the season, there's one.
2: The thing is that it comes with an asterisk and it should say in the domestic league because I don't know if those numbers account for European competitions or. No, of course not. You know, the Super the super Copa, I mean, against Bayern Copa Rey, you you, know. and
1: Inter, you conceded six in like 10 minutes.
2: Against Intercity, we conceded three. That doesn't count. Um, but... So. Well, well the... it was, uh, you. Uh, in 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 the Supercopa against Betis, we conceded two. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, that was your toughest game in the Supercopa. Was was that not the final? Um, uh yeah. The asterisk, I guess, is in big games. That number is widely different. So you can use that uh, as something to be critical of Barça, or 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 cynical. I don't know. To me, I think it's fair criticism. But in every every other game, it's not even just that this is the best Bar- uh, defensive performance in Barcelona history up until this point, but it's actually the best in Europe right now too, like in all the top five leagues. So mm, mm, mm. the defense is impressive. And it's, it's also impressive because of the way Barcelona are playing. They're leaving so much space in behind. And I think there's something really impressive about the fact that you know, Pep did this too. He defended high up the pitch, but even his side cons- weren't able to defend as successfully high up the pitch the way Chavi's side has done until now. Obviously, once we stretch out the sample size and put it the whole year, we'll see what happens. But you can't argue with what's happening right now from a defensive standpoint.
2: But the thing is, like you look at our defense as well, and and yes, it's it's received its fair share of criticism. But for a long part and and stretch of the season. Key players like Araujo, uh, Kunde have been injured. Andreas yep. Christensen has been injured. Uh, Bellerin is injured. I'm not, people are going to laugh about Bellierin, but it's, it's just another example of how the backline has been suffering setbacks. Yep. Um, not to say, you know, uh, Balde, Jordi Alba, it's, it's uh, Marcos Alonso, uh, Eric Garcia, uh, Gerard Piquet. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, there's been some, you know, Formation switches and twitches uh, that have been done, or tweaks, I wanted to say. Certain, you know, Xavi's had to tweak the backline. But I think what I'm really happy to see, Kian, is that um, Christensen is actually proving his worth, if you want to put it that way. Or, or you know, I think he's quickly convincing a lot of cool I think his performances are increasingly more positive. Um, we see that. Xavi is giving him continuity as well. He plays well with Araujo uh, as a center-back or Kunde. So to have that solidity in in those three and to then be able to switch as well with Jordi Alba and Valde on the left. um, Of course, Marcos Alonso as well. It's it's a solid defense. If you look at it, all these players that I just named – the you know Christensen look at his track record, um, or and, and I would say that one of, of Marcos Alonso as well. I mean the players that achieved everything with with Chelsea. Um, yeah, you have to uh, you have to commend that. You have to. I mean, you you have to also trust these players and their ability to uh, to defend. On top of that, also having a Mark Andre Ter Stegen, that's a stellar goalkeeper that again, you know, leaves another game without having conceded any goals. And the truth is, is that is Borja Mayoral had um, it felt like a handful of chances. I'm probably grossly exaggerating that, but I felt like he had a definite good clear, two, three key blocks on Borja on the on the night and um, good. Those are good defensive numbers. We, we need to do it, as you say, though, as you rightly say. Put up these numbers in finals and in big games, if you want to put it that way. I, I feel like that is kind of being uh, skewed and, and manipulated as well. Like, Barca don't perform in big games. And then, well, what's your criteria for big games? Anyway, to avoid having that conversation and to simplify it and dumbify it down in big games uh, – or in knockout tournaments, you know, this Barça need to also be able to be at this defensively uh, solid. And we will see now against Manchester United, just two weeks away before the European competition uh, restarts. Uh, The big test will be against uh, Real Sociedad as well, Wednesday in the Copa. Um, Yeah. Crunch time starts now. This is the fun part of the season.
1: I'm very, very much looking forward to um, the Manchester United Barcelona game. As just as as I'm not even as uh, anything, just as a neutral observer. I mean, obviously, there's I'm a Real Madrid fan, so it's not quite neutral. But I certainly like just I think it's two teams that we did a podcast uh, uh, last week, and that you know we were doing like statistical breakdown of Real Madrid season and all that. And one thing we just kind of mentioned in passing that there's three teams in the Europa League that are good, uh, that are champions league teams right now, like Manchester and Barcelona and Arsenal, Arsenal are playing yeah. out of their minds Fuck. right now. And that's another team yeah. like these, these three teams next season are going to be, uh, I think, I don't know I don't know if I necessarily will say contenders, but maybe, but, but at, at the very, very least teams that will go far in the champions league, I assume. So the Europa League is kind of fun this year. <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna. I I'm I, going back to what you said about yeah. uh, Pedri. I'm just gonna disagree. I That's that's all good. I I barely thought about it or researched it, but it's still it's hurting my head. I, I'm just gonna say no. It's not top ten. But but you said it with such conviction that I thought you know it's a classic case. You know if you say anything with with confidence. People just believe it. You must have thought about this Listen, when, before you, you, you mentioned you, that. Either you, that or you this just... is
2: coming from somebody. This is coming from somebody that goes so hard and out of his way to dislike a player like Gavi that will not admit that he's worth, you know, the accolades and the praise that he is.
1: I think Gavi's so a good player. How I am, am I going How am
2: I gonna expect that? How can? How can I expect somebody that like that to to be open to the idea that Pedri? for me, is in the, in the conversation of being a top 10 player.
1: Well, first of all, you are speaking to someone who defends Barcelona's players more than Barcelona's fans do. And I think Gabi is a really, really good player. Is that so? Yeah. I- who sticks up for Ansu Fati? That- what other crazy, deranged person uh, went, to, went to bat for, for Ricky Pooch? It was me. I'm the only one who believed in that guy.
2: <laughs> Listen, one of the reasons I love doing this pod so much is your love and admiration. And it's like secret. That's why I call, I call you a closet culé when I'm, we're joking around. Uh So, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this pod if it weren't the case. So I, I will give you that. Yes. You've always given respect where it is due. But sometimes you stick to your, you know, um pre-misconceptions and sort of your... Well, yeah, this you know, like this thought that, 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 that like we, we all live in our own echo chambers, I suppose. And we all
1: mm, well, I, I make our I, own conclusions of what we see. I'd like to know, like to know a bit of an explanation, at least, because because I, I, when you said it, you I'm sure you've thought about it before but, you said it. So do you have a list? No, I, or? I,
2: I, I didn't. I didn't. This was something that just, you know, kind of just flew out. You know, we we don't, we're not scripted here, Kian. If I wish, I had more time to prepare the show. I, I don't have time to prepare the show. We're rifting here, my friend. Can I can but I give you? If I if I if you want to press me, I, I will. I will make a case. I have no problem making a case for somebody that already has become a leader of a very difficult club and dressing room that has taken over. Uh, a completely new generation. Um, I mean, he is he is leading this entire new generation. If you have to put, pinpoint and say who's the leader of this team, I would say Marco Niedersteigen, and I would say Pedri. Um, you might argue, well, what about Busquets? Obviously, he's the captain. You still have players like Jordi Alba. You've you have our, our other powerful figures like uh, Ronald Araujo that could perfectly wear the captain's armband, and I'm and I'm not saying that he shouldn't or he couldn't. But for somebody that is so young, to already play the way that he is, that to already compete as well, and and you can say, well, you lost against Bayern, you lost against your Inter's. Uh, for me, Pedri you know, in those games, showed his very mature vision of the game and his ability to uh, to test his skills against the best. And come out a winner. I mean, you, we talk about moral victories very often. I thought that the game in Munich for Barca against Bayern was very positive despite the fact that we obviously didn't walk away with the three points. Um, you know, for me in those games, we sh- showed a superior style of play to our opponent. Uh, and then and they were lucky to walk away with the three points. What do you want me to do? You can call me disillusional and, and, and everything, but for... for uh these types of games where i see pedri you know take such a leadership role uh in a, in a difficult squad that is coming off of the back of winning you know playing the most successful football of its golden age with messi the greatest player in the history of the club uh and now the game from coming off you know, taking over midfielders the likes of uh, Xavi Hernandez and Andres Iniesta, the back the the best you know midfield duo in the history of the game. Plus, um, obviously uh, Sergio Busquets as well. To then fulfill those boots and and walk those shadows alongside another youngster like Gavi that ha never backs down from his opponents, is never scared to look them in the eye and goes toe to toe with anybody out there. Uh, and again, does so very positively. Um And this is just, we're at the beginning. They're just at the cusp of their professional career being launched and started in the first team. Uh, For me, man, like, yeah, we're talking, we're talking about generational football players. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I think that in 10 years time or in 20 years time, 15 years time, we'll look back and we'll look at players like Pedri and Gabi and say, wow. Like what? What? What a transition! What a luxury going from Andres Iniesta and Xavi Hernandez to another midfield duo like uh, Gabi and and Pedri. Who have I have no doubt that they have uh, that they will write amazing history in this club at Barca for many years. Uh, that's just my conviction, and I believe in and in, in, and I think it's important as well to have um, you know to back these players like this. I mean, uh, the reason why I Try to stay positive in, 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 I was going to say defeat. I mean, this is not even defeated. It, it, there's a mood as if this game in, against Getafe was lost or, or something we need to be embarrassed about. It's, it's un aviso. It's a warning. It's, uh, hey, you remember what happened last year when after the Clásico 4-0 in the Bernabeu, great football and uh, a moral victory in the Spanish Super Cup and other good victories, big important victories in Napoli. But there was this, you know, a very, sharp decline after that and that's wor that was worrying at the time and that'll be worrying if we see this now so um anyway to go back Pedri top 10 footballer for me yes
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I hear I hear what you're saying. And it's fine to have that reasoning. And the part about it, these guys writing history, only time will tell. I mean, we've made plenty of predictions in the past about promising young players that have amounted to nothing. I'm not saying they won't will or they won't, but let's just see. But I guess when when you say you're you're ready to make a case, I want to hear the list is what I'm saying. I want to know who's being excluded because the amount of great players in world football right now are incredible. And I I just I guess I just want to hear like who it is in the top ten and who's being excluded. I'm assuming that part you haven't really thought ahead yet. Because what you're just I obviously did
2: not think this out. Yeah, we what, are we what, are shooting the shit, as they say in France.
1: What, what yeah. you're describing right now is a great player. What I'm—that's not in disagreement with what I'm saying—is I I, I want to see the list because when we say top ten, that means you're in the top ten best players in the world. Which he's not even the best player I, on your team, and I don't know if you have two top ten players in the world.
2: He's not the best player on our team. Well, because of Lewandowski I imagine
1: yeah Lewandowski where He's where do you put him though who
2: as second
1: probably second or second yeah second
2: what about on the Spanish national side
1: yeah I think that's fair.
2: I hear what you're saying. Um, and if you want to press me on it, you know, I would on the spot. Uh, it's, it'll get sloppy. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm sorry.
1: Well, sorry no, to disappoint. Do, do, you, don't can add, spot, you can but, tune in.
2: You can podcast. tune in to a, a, a Churros Patreon edition. If one of our patrons is interested in me backing this argument and then me making a serious case out of it, I'd be, be happy to do so uh you know again, i guess i'm just curious to see scripted. if you'll actually change your mind when you make my the list so
1: once you realize maybe i many... will
2: maybe i will yeah. i know there are fantastic football players for me um and i i sh- i have also no problem in admitting and saying that obviously my reference point here and and my sample size the player that i see at least twice a week and every day practice etc cetera, etc cetera, is pedri um whereas the other Nine greatest players in the top ten list uh I don't see on such a regular basis or for full games, et cetera et cetera et cetera um and that that's an important thing to mention you know yeah uh, there's also a but, but i wanna,
1: thing for me Diego sorry is mm-hmm. that uh do you look at current form or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just how good they are because to me those are two different things, right there are a lot of players who are out of form this season who we know are great based on the past 24 months of the calendar right um but they'll probably come back and rebound and and be great again because as they say the cliche the of form is temporary class is permanent on that note there are players who are playing out of their minds right now we don't know if it's sustainable and if they're actually in the top 10 greatest players so i i guess i'm just curious to see if you go through the list to see what you come up with is is I'm, I'm curious so that that can be for a future podcast anyway
2: i would like to i would like to do that
1: all right done great i'll do one too although with me i don't know if i have a definitive top 10 i have just like i have seven locks i think and Maybe 16 to 20 players who have the argument to be in the top 10. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it it might come down to subjectivity after that. So, yeah. You want to
2: shoot them off now or you want to save it for the pod?
1: I'll give you my locks. uh, And I won't give you my 16, 17 players who have a case because I might miss some. I know I can save that part, but. My locks are Holland, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, Benzema, De Bruyne, Neymar, and Lewandowski. Yeah, definitely. Wait,
2: wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised you're putting Neymar in that list.
1: He's unstoppable. Sure, he's inconsistent or he has injury problems, but that I'm not. I have zero interest in playing against that dude. Anytime Real just play against PSG, I'm so terrified of that guy. He he's an unbelievable player. Man, this we just watched the World Cup. He was unbelievable. So, and that's why I think there's like these discussions of there's the form discussion. And then there's like, how good are they actually right now? You know, if they're on their day, uh, I want no part of playing Neymar in a big game. No part. Got it. Cold blooded. mm, mm. So anyways, yeah, these are, these are just uh, once we get into like actually discussion on this. You know, the, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of really great players playing really great football right now. But I, the bottom line is, look, Pediu is great. Um, but the top 10 is just a big claim for me. That's all. It's a big claim.
2: You, you didn't say
1: Messi. I did. You did? Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, okay. I also think you pretty much have to include Vinicius in there, even though he's out of form. That guy who's a top five player last year. And a, a rough patch doesn't do enough for me. That Again, this gets into the form discussion. Best winger in Europe last season. And, and I, I think you kind of have to include him. So... We can unpack it later, though. If you guys want... I feel like we're spoiling it. If you want access to this one, patreon.com slash, slash churros e tacticas. That's where you get access to it. We'll do it later this week. Although we have a lot to talk about in that episode, too, because we got some big games midweek. Uh, okay, what do you want to talk about, man? I got some things, but you got... Do you have anything you want to... That's more on topic or more relevant? <sighs>
2: I just thought of something, but that's do definitely not for today. No, if no, it, no, no, if it, no, no, If
1: it's no. controversial, do it now. Do it now. Don't, don't say no no. no, 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 no. Okay.
2: It's uh, no, no. I mean, um, uh, more on topic. I mean, more on topic of Planet Barça. I don't know if you want to dissect the game more. Just leave it at that. You mentioned, you know, the defensive statistics. I think that's a, a, a positive takeaway. And, um, you know, now it's the cup. Are you guys interested in the cup?
1: Which cup? Who, you draw, who did you... Oh, Copa del Rey. Who, who
2: are you playing against? Yes.
1: Uh, the tournament will inevitably lose. Uh, yeah, we play yeah. against Atletico on Thursday, dude. It's a massive game.
2: Coño, un derby. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's, that's something that you guys are... Uh, Obviously, taking serious, you don't want to lose against the neighbors.
1: Do you know how but, the only um, way we will win Copa del Rey, in my opinion, is if we play well, against Barça in the final. That's the only way we'll take it at least semi-seriously, and not not just collapse. Right. And I think actually, funny enough, we, the bigger the opponent is, the more the better chance we have. Like Villarreal, that second half comeback was was great. Atlético will obviously take seriously. Because they're also in great form. They're playing really good right now. So I think that's another talking point we'll eventually get to. They they look great on the weekend against Valladolid. Curious to see how Memphis fits in off the bench. Uh so I think we'll take it seriously. And you guys have a big game, big game too, right? You guys play against uh La Real?
2: Real sociedad, yeah. It's uh of course it's big. I mean they're they're third now, right? And um, I think just three points behind they're, you. And they're on and- fire. And they're on fire and um, it's going to be big. The good thing is, is that the four times prior we've met Real Sociedad in the cup, we've always managed to beat them. Not that, you know, past occurrences dictate what can happen in the present, Uh, especially not with, as you mentioned, Real Sociedad being so hotly informed right now. (sighs) You know, I I, I, would... I don't, I'm holding myself back because I was about to say something that could land me in a lot of trouble. But, um,
1: <laughs> what? I'm you can't, you you spill all these little things out and then you just don't tell us what it is. It's, it's,
2: I can't, I can't, I can't okay, really. I, yeah, well, that, that's what Fridays are for. We shouldn't have skipped, uh, Friday, by the way. We owe our patrons, uh, yeah, we do a Friday uh, edition. Yeah. We know, we know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a, it's a very big game. It's a very big game, but I think you know the the, the priorities. No, I, I shouldn't have said. It. Forget it. You go over to you. What? I think the uh, league has to be the priority. You know, I, I do agree with that. When when you hear the president say it, when you hear Chabi talk about the league being priority, um, I think these matches are, you know. Progressing in these kind of matches, and it's good. Having said that, it's 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 very good, um, experience for the young players as well. Forget everything I said.
1: Oh, uh, it's too late. I you think said it. it, it's on record. The he- tomorrow's want, headline you is you want Lorien hates Copa del Rey. Said it's that's done. done.
2: It's done. It's done. No, <clears throat> this I,
1: is actually, it's, by the it's way, good. it's good. I'm in agreement with you. Good experience in a general sense. Mm. I would rather just lose playing a bunch of young kids in Copa del Rey. Uh, yeah. Generally speaking, I really do. Yeah, that's my personal feeling, and some people will disagree with that. That's fine. Uh I, I, I would even go as far as to say, even if it's a massive game like Barcelona, I would love to just play to a bunch of kids and either get either lose. There's like no risk in that scenario because if you lose, well, it's like, oh, you lost against Barcelona's A-team. If you win, it's bragging rights for the next hundred years, you know? So, but yeah, <laughs> but it's, but obviously we know why that can't happen. You know, the club has to take these games seriously and and try to win it. Uh, the optics of, yeah. of, of doing so uh, are important. Real Sociedad, just to give some perspective, The last time they lost the game was November 3rd. It was against Manchester United in the Europa League. Mm, They have mm -hmm. won every single game since the World Cup. They're just in great form. Now, this is where it gets interesting for them. And I just hope to God that it doesn't all come crumbling down all of a sudden. Because they do have some depth concerns. And the thing with Real Sociedad every year is that it's always a question of can they sustain good form. Their next two games, do you know what they are? Obviously, you know one of them.
2: Uh they they play Madrid and Real Valladolid. Well, they play Madrid after Barca.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That those are the the two next games, are Barcelona and Real Madrid. They have to play both of those teams. Yeah. And yeah. and you always worry about teams like that. How do they juggle the rotations in those two games and whether it will just kill them to play the same their best 11 in both games? And that's what I'm tough. sorry, I ruined
2: that setup for you. You set yeah. that up like me okay. going, no, who do they play? And you would have gone, Barca and Madrid. And I would have gone, whoa, that's me. I just pulled it up. I have it in front of my face.
1: Just killing my momentum, man. Just killing, killing it.
2: <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So you're hoping for a Barca loss. All right, fine. I wouldn't Am mind I, I don't know. Am out I, of this competition.
1: I'm actually not.
2: I, I guess not. No, yeah, yeah.
1: I want you guys to. be distracted You want our players to
2: get tired out. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did Sid Sid my uh, one of my podcast hosts on managing Madrid brought up a good point that like because I I mentioned that you know Barca can focus on the league they in Champions League and and he brought it to my attention that no they're gonna try to win Europa League they have to play against Manchester United, so. And after that, the teams are still going to be good if they progress against. uh, I was like, that's a fair point. It's fair point. You're you're going to play your best eleven against Manchester, I assume, right?
2: Yes, yes, yes. We will be. We will be. I have no doubt about it. I mean, I I I have my feelings about that game or that competition as a whole. Uh, I feel like it's the kind of competition where you're damned if you do or damned if you don't and damned if you don't, meaning if we end up winning this competition, we'll be trolled because everybody will say, look at these losers celebrating the Europa League and we're like, yeah. But if we get knocked out, then we'll get trolled for being knocked out of the Europa League as well. So it's, you know, and also, let's be honest, I mean, the the, the Barca fans, it's not necessarily a trophy, I think, that would be uh, you know, toured around the city necessarily. Neither, so it's it's. It, what do you do with this in this situation? It's a big game against uh, uh very informed Manchester United. Uh, they're coming in hot as well. I mean, similar to uh, Real Sociedad on a massive streak. Did they win over the weekend? Actually, I think they didn't win. Right. Wait, who? Manchester United.
1: No, they lost against Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. An incredible Arsenal, so, by the way. Just incredible.
2: An incredible Arsenal. Very, 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 very impressive. But um so yeah, be that as it may, it's a big game. Uh, a lot of history between these two sides, obviously. Uh, on the European stage and in, in Champions League finals. That's that's the last time when we faced them. Our record against United is very, very good. Um, and like I said, it's experience obviously for the younger players in these kind of situations moving forward for uh, preparation for Champions League knockout phase in the future. So, and similar with the cup. I, I, I am hugely impressed now with, uh, not na- as in now, but I'm, I'm looking at some of the numbers from Real Sociedad as well. Sorry to go back. No. But, uh, you know, it, it's impressive. What do you know about uh, Surlot? Surlot.
1: He was the guy, obviously, who um, was expected to to replace Isaac's output, right?
2: I mean, he came Isaac, He came in, in to replace Isaac. Isaac was having a very bad time. Poor guy. These players that leave La Liga to go to places like this. So, man, don't chase the money. The happiness is here. Well, in Spain. He was
1: he was doing poorly even after, before he left, though. Uh, he was he was in a really poor run of form. So uh,
2: sure but you know he he showed glimpse of what he was capable or what he is capable of and I'm 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 look I don't know much about Newcastle uh again I don't see the Premier League very much excuse, I should say the Super League very much but um a team like Real Sociedad was positive for Isaac. And, you know, he would have enjoyed football more here. Again, this is you can call that a crazy statement. It's similar to, you know, to the maybe calling Pedri a top 10 football player current. Uh, for me, that's that's uh, how, how do I back this claim? I, I don't. It's just an eye, it's, it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. It's it's an eye test. It's based the conclusions that I draw based on what I know, and what I've seen.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: it wasn't it like a really low like how much did he get sold for? Let me check because I remember at the time thinking that seemed like a a bad sale for Real Sociedad. I don't know if I'm misremembering. It was they had to do it was, though. No, eh? it was more. Oh, sorry. No. Oh no no. Op, complete opposite. My bad. It was the complete opposite. It was a shock. Seventy five. No. Yeah. Okay. So. No. Nah, no. Nah, what am I saying? Right. What what I do remember saying at that time was seventy million was an insane amount for him, and Real Sociedad absolutely have to do that because yeah, he is not worth that much in any world, no chance, and and so that mm-hmm. was actually a great piece of business. I don't know why I completely mis like, got that wrong, but yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Well, this uh, fine uh, sorlot or surlot. Uh, uh, the, the the Norwegian player is flown under my radar. Um but see that he's hit the ground running, man. Like I I, I uh it'll be one to take into uh, account for sure.
1: Well he's um I don't even think he is like the long term solution for them. I I think they can do even better. I mean
2: well, he's he's banging the goals in for them since uh arriving.
1: He's doing well. I mean, he's in a really great run of form. I guess I just – I I don't – I think that Real also said I can even get someone better at that position is what I'm saying. But
2: Oh, for sure. For he's sure. He's been good in the last – Look, Imanol like, is, is an OG, man. I mean, you know, knows what he's doing. Love that guy. I mean, how can you not? He, he's, he's an OG. Yeah. And I'm uh, – whenever i say his name I'm reminded of that press conference um after winning the, the what was the super cup when he starts like singing the the spanish super cup and he starts singing the anthem of real sociedad do you not see that i don't remember in the, in the press conference reason. yeah but uh, in like a press conference he's like he ah! goes ah! like full braveheart mode
1: So I, 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 the funny thing about that is that I'm sure that was such an inaccurate representation of what he actually did
2: <laughs> no, no, he did pretty much did that look sorry I don't speak uh, Basque you know mm. is not one of the languages I uh, possess and, and don't I... have the ability to speak I would like to man I mean, nothing but respect one of the seven languages in the world I believe it is without any roots to any other languages, so mm.
1: great trivia, right uh, there. That's
2: ex- that's what it sounds like to me.
1: Can yeah. you indulge me on some other stuff that's not necessarily La Liga related?
2: Not La Liga related?
1: Not really. No, A more Dutch related. Uh,
2: like Dutch football? Yeah. Like uh, I mean, Wehorst. let me just ask
1: you the question. Okay, yes. let, me, let me just ask you the question. All right, fine. With Koeman coming back. To the, to, oh. as the national team manager, there was a report I think today, this morning if I'm not mistaken, that um, he wants to go back to four three three and 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 yeah, deviate that's what he from said. Van Hall's... Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Were you excited? Did that, yeah, did that excite I'm- you? <laughs>
0: of course
2: it excited me. It just made me laugh that, you know, that Kuh-man, uh says that. Like, I'm... Uh, I don't know where I'm, I'm torn right now. I know that he, I see what he did and what he could, what he can do with both the Dutch national side and with um, Barca. Now he came and took over in a very difficult time as well. Uh, And, you know, you have to say, you know, gave way to these youngsters that I mentioned previously to make their debuts for the first team. Uh, he was in a position where he could and had to, you know, do, make the choice to do so. For Holland, he was positive in that he qualified the team for, um, you know, the the, the 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 big tournaments, the international tournaments. He got to the final four of the uh, UEFA Nations League. Um. He had good performances in Holland, Germany. Very good game that was the one I'm thinking of, which was football total. It was an inspired day for Holland in a recent friendly against Germany, or or was it a friend? Or was it UEFA nation? Um, it might have been like semi-official, like a UEFA Nations game. I forget now which one it was. But obviously, I take great joy and pleasure in seeing those kind of moments where my Oranje. Beat up, Deutschland, Uh, and I also know that he's always had a sort of limit to the amount of talent that these countries or clubs normally produce. Right with a Barca side, he had very good individual players. He still had Messi there. He had Griezmann. Uh, He had a young Pedri coming up, etc., etc. But the circumstances. I think made it impossible or very difficult for him to do a good job. He was left the team at ninth when Chabi took over. I mean, we, and the football was getting increasingly worse. And with Holland, it was ne- it was neither like anything amazing. But again, there I know that we're talent wise, you know, on the slim side at the moment. We don't have that offensive talented football uh, generation. Coming out of Oranje at the moment, as I repeatedly say, right now you look at Holland and we're more known for our defensive, uh, you know, our, our defensive players, uh, Virgil van Dijk, um, uh, uh, you know, fuck, uh, I'm blanking on the the Ako, the Licht, thank you, and. Um, it's. It, it, I don't know what to expect. I, I I'm happy that he says we're going to a four three three. I'm happy that he he said some of the right things. Right, that during the World Cup that he was um. Uh, not you know he didn't recognize, the style of football and 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 that it's not the way that he wants to play. So that's all good, but uh, we'll see what we get. Look, obviously best of luck to Ronald Koeman. Uh. Do uh, you we'll feel see. like
1: he's we'll grown see. a little bit bitter towards Barcelona as time has gone on? You,
2: that, you... It definitely seems like that. It definitely seems like that. He, when given a chance, he always has a little bit of a slight dig into La Porta, obviously. Um, we saw as well... Well, not, not really. I mean, in the Barça documentary, the uh, New Era documentary his relationships with both presidents and not that it looked bad between Laporta but uh, we uh, he's never made it a secret that he wasn't happy the way he was let go uh, i think he's being a bit salty about it i don't really buy into all the press that was coming out at the time that you know he was being treated uh unfairly and and legends shouldn't be treated like that i mean if anything he was being treated very softly by the press they never had anything they were not critical of him whatsoever you know he never got sort of the backlashes from the press like Luis Enrique got or Luis Van Gaal for matter or um you know I mean other coaches that that, that were in his position uh, the press were very easy with him you know uh and and, and, and and my point being is a lot of times when I read comments on things that he says with the way he was treated by the press or, or, you know, the way he was treated by President Laporta, it feels a little like, you know, come on, like you walked away with 15 million, you know, reportedly or 12. It's like you got a nice little goodbye package, you know, let's. Let bygones be bygones. Thank you for your service. You did your best, but we were in the risk of not qualifying for Champions League, man. Like, you know, you, you, we were ninth. We were, what was it, like 18 points adrift from Champions League spots or something that crazy. <coughs> Xavi turned it around and we finished second. That's it, it, It's easily said, but uh, not easily done. Well so you know he should be more supportive i feel and, and respectful of of what chavi's doing now
1: <clears throat> the 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 Cumin Laporta thing it's it's happened so many times in football history new president comes in coach basically gets cast aside eventually this is not my guy this is the previous president's guy and I, you know in exactly. this- and but in this That's case, fair. yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, it's I I only really know it deeply on the realm just side of things, but it's basically happened every time a new president has come in. Um, and I'm not even I don't even think it's a it's the wrong thing necessarily. I mean, in this case, it was the right move to replace Kuman with Chavi. Uh, yeah. It was just in, I mean, he said today I don't know if you saw it, but he said that he doesn't watch Barca's games anymore. Like he doesn't watch them. So yeah, he said someone asked him about Memphis and. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't even. I mean, uh, no. There's no way. Like he's not watching. You know. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe it. Either. it
2: I, and it, it hurts me to see him go out like this. It's like, come on. I mean, we're you know, talking about an idol. I don't want to see him do this. It's kind of like Shakira now with the third song about Piqué. It's like, okay, you did two already. I still
1: haven't seen any of these new Shakira things that everyone keeps talking about, but I saw that one thing that people took issue <laughs> with was that he criticized Casio, the watch, or something. Is this true? Have no. You seen
2: she's, she's He didn't criticize. He took that as a marketing opportunity or sponsorship opportunity and made Casio sponsors of his King, Kings League. <laughs> because she said he replaced her in a song genius, she says, man.
1: I don't like PK. Oh, in the, but in, that, that is pretty smart. In the song.
2: <laughs> in the song, she says you replaced the Rolex with a Casio and then he came out wearing a Casio and he said, Casios are for life and they're also now the sponsor of the Kings league. So
1: that's actually pretty <laughs> good, man. I got to give him that one. I hate this whole thing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like a lot of the stuff he does and says obviously, but that's actually pretty smart. Um, can I just mention this uh, one thing? And I haven't spoken to you about this at all, but I just want to commend Chavi for his apology on um, on on the whole what he said originally about Danny Alves thing. I thought his apology was was great. You know, so many, so many times you you see people give this half assed apology and completely butcher it and make it worse. This was uh, sincere and well thought out and made it clear what his intentions were and, and what he. Said and was very sympathetic and spoke about what the victim is must be going through and all, and and completely the statement was correct. I want to I want to commend him for that. I I think he really really got the apology right and and it sounded really sincere to me. So I just wanted to mention that about Xavi. I thought it was important to 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 kind of say that's all. Um.
2: Yes. So when when I said I don't want to talk, when you were like, "What else you want? To, any topics you can think about?" Or when mm. you said that, that was that shot through my head, and I was like, "Let me just go around that and avoid that whole topic." Oh,
1: yeah, well, I, you're, but, you're uh, in some ways not allowed to talk about. Said, what you
2: like. said was, yeah, I, I mean, look, I mean, what is there to talk about? Uh, I think what you said, you said it perfectly, and I think uh, it's up to the judicial system now to understand what happened and dictate a sentence and we should be try as a society to not cast guilt uh, you know that quickly but until you know proven guilty like innocent until proven guilty and 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 and, and that that's it really that's uh, i think the that's, evidence that's is important
1: it's is insurmountable surmountable at this point it seems um
2: well, I mean, sure, sure, absolutely, and 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 look, I, again, I I don't want to get into this. I really don't want to talk about it.
1: Uh, um, okay,
2: because I, I think said, I mean, look, said, the I, obvious. Let's
1: it. I think we said what we, what needed to be said. I I, I think like, I think you
2: said it perfectly, yeah. and I just want to be clear, not not to leave any doubt lingering, in case of guilt. Yeah, in case anybody is guilty of what is being put in the press and put in the press, excuse me, of the accusations, the reports that everybody's read. And, And, you know, no mercy on the jail sentence and maybe whatever, you know, the judicial system has it as maximum, et cetera. Um, but a person has to be guilty. So, and, and, and that is up to the, you know, the judge now to, to decide and, and based on the evidence that only they have, you know, only they have. So
1: yeah. Um, it's just yeah it's it's a the whole thing is um is disgusting if if true and and incredibly uh incredibly vile that's it um so was there anything from the weekend that you wanted to touch on that we didn't as usual we didn't we need to get our real Madrid headline do you want anything there
2: um I guess uh, uh, Viva Kamavinga, maybe that will I hope you're paying attention sure. to
1: what Kamavinga's doing in the last couple of games, bro. That is a good talking point, though. The headline will be Kamavinga deserved Bal- uh, golden boy winner. Proving proven the critics wrong. It's been unbelievable. Um, I'm just, I- I'm really happy he's getting the trust in the playing time. Uh, obviously against... Uh, 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 I don't even, I lost track of how many times it's been, but, or when it's been at this point. But he's been subbed off early so many times by Ancelotti. Against Villarreal, he kept him on despite having a yellow card. Trusted him with it after the game, said that, you know, he needs to learn how to manage those yellow cards and play with the yellow card. It was great. And both against Villarreal, and uh athletic he was incredible look at you you just can't even stand it like crack a smile or something Diego give me something can't like you can't you can't get mad at me for quote-unquote underrating Gabby but then refuse to even say anything about Camavinga give me something
2: I, I threw you the topic. I threw you a bone. I, I'm. I I, 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 I want to hear
1: it from you. I want to hear waiting it for words. you to
2: jump on it and go. Mmm, <clears> throat> 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 I want to hear your analysis. He's nice. He's,
1: nice, he's <laughs> nice. Just remember Both. that one. File it away, Diego. Next time, come uh, Gavi or Pedri do something good. I'm. This is. I'm just going to say he's nice. That's it. And I'm going to keep sipping my coffee. <laughs> he's nice. <laughs> I'm. Uh, he's a cute it,
2: player. You know. No, look, I'll, I'll say this. I'm happy for him that uh, he's getting now some continuity. I would imagine a lot of Madri- Madridistas were waiting for this moment as well, where Angelo was gonna give him more minutes. How many games he has he completed in a season? Like how how many games has he played like full, the full ninety? Full 90? Right.
1: I don't know. I I don't I don't really I don't think know many. for sure. There're not many. I mean, the last two that we did, I don't even know if those are the only two or if there have been more, but if there have been more, they've been not many for sure.
2: Um it's important for these players to start feeling like, you know, they are given that responsibility and confidence of of the older players of the team as well. I mean, after we, the debacle that we saw take place in the Super Cup final I think the obvious move now is to say to a, a Kroos and a Modric you know we're going to start being serious about shifting minutes here um and y apostar and bet on these players that at the end of the day cost a lot of money have have massive talent um Kamavinga comes from uh, lance right or was it ren
1: ren's ren's
2: ren's Mm-hmm. Um, Ren I don't already think, I think there the I mean SSR, Ren well already there he was you know touted and, and and held as such a top talent wanted by many clubs um, mm-hmm. that it's a similar for the French national side you know you wanted this champ I think to, to start also giving more minutes to these young players that are hungry that are ambitious that are uh, fun to look at I think you know that Not to open a can of worms, but uh, I'm reading a lot of stuff where between the Gabi and and the Camavinga comparisons where I feel that there are some double standards as well. Um, I think that for as nice as Camavinga is and his understanding of the game, he also lets his, uh, you know, his, como se dice, tacones, his cleats felt... No, he, he, you know he let he lets his cleats be felt from time to time and doesn't necessarily get called for by the referee, um,
0: which is you know part of
2: what part of what midfielders uh, their job as well. I'm not saying that he's a he's a Casimiro in the making. Um, no, no, he's a nice player. <laughs>
1: Well the thing with the cast uh the Camavinga thing is that the weird thing is that cuz I and this is maybe where you can criticize me for being the guy who goes based on feeling and 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 bias I think he has the best tackle in the world and his ability to walk, win the ball cleanly looks so impossible at times because the ball looks so out of reach that the referees don't, can't even process what's happening and they just book him because they assume like the last two yellow cards he got were completely clean tackles. He got the ball and it just the ref's like, well, he must have fouled him because that no way anyone can win the ball when the ball is so out of reach. And I, so I think that is kind of a difference too with, with Gavi and Kamavinga. I think mm. with Kamavinga, it's, uh, Before maybe it just needs to learn how to avoid those yellows. With Gavi, it's just uh, someone will—he's either going to break the player or pop the ball, and it's going to just pop. He's just so insane. It's—it's—I I get scared for the people he's challenging. It's not even a knock. I actually—it's not—it might sound like a criticism, but I—I said this I think last week on Churros. I think maybe it was after Clasico. I I hate playing against him, but I would like to have him on my team. He doesn't hold back.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, kind of got that. He he doesn't hold
2: back. It's (laughs) it's something that he talked about or he has talked about with the coaching staff. Um, Yeah, he goes, he switches into fifth gear or sixth gear very quickly, and it can be a detriment to the team. Um, But
1: but he's
2: the player, but with by far the most yellow cards.
1: But that's how they teach. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. There is no, you should not be going into a tackle 95%. You should be going in 100%. It's actually the best way Mm. to avoid injuries too. Because if you're going into a tackle half-assed and scared, then there's the Mm. likelihood of getting injured also increases too. So he's actually doing the right thing. Um, But I've just, I feel like he's going to over-under. I don't know if there's someone, one of these betting companies should put it out over-under on how many careers that Gavi ends by the time he retires. I think it's 20. I think he's going to end 20, like 20 people are just going to walk away from those challenges with ligaments hanging off their bones or however. (laughs) It's just crazy. He's, he's got those uh, crazy challenges. Um, Your camera's flickering in and out. I think your conspiracies, you're you're just wanting to get some conspiracies out. And uh, the Illuminati that, are trying to protect you from from saying things you shouldn't <laughs> say. So, have you have you started
2: watching Super League, the War for no, Football yet?
1: Not yet. I'm sorry, I got to okay. do it. Someone else asked me about it. Have you watched it yet? And I said no, Diego. I promised Diego I would watch it though, and I'm going to.
2: The um, speaking of Super League, Juve getting hit hard with a 15 point sanction and and possibly even more now. Yeah. In this it's new wild. Caso plus balias,
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. It's kind of looking at the A standings. It's not crazy that they pretty interesting. somehow uh qualify for the Champions League despite the new deduction.
2: Well, there could be more, like they said. So, but yeah.
1: Could be more. Um, They are with the deduction Mourinho's now. Mourinho's
2: cracking Champions League.
1: Actually, they're four points back. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, M- Mourinho. What? Sorry, what did you say about Mourinho?
2: No, he's cracking the the Champions League spots now, tied with Inter on thirty seven, just one point behind Milan. I mean, Napoli is running away D-Nuts with it. that has been great by the looks of it.
1: Yeah, Napoli, are on fire. Did they where? Uh, where are they now in European action? They got uh, Champions League, no? Yeah, Frankfurt in the Champions League. I think they can. They mm. can get to the quarterfinals. They can definitely, definitely beat someone really big. I was looking at this. I know you don't care about this competition anymore because Barca's out, but. Someone brought this up on the podcast recently. We were talking about Real Madrid's poor form after the Barca game and and how their season will pan out. Someone pointed out the fact that, well, look, PSG are playing Bayern. One of those guys is going to be out. Real Madrid's playing Liverpool. Liverpool's in terrible form. All of a sudden, it could be one of those yeah. years where <laughs> Real Madrid just stumble into... This scenario where they they're in the Champions, Champions League quarterfinals or semifinals. I just wanted to just wanted to poke you a little bit as we end the podcast. Just get your get your get your blood boiling a little bit.
2: Well, it would be a repeat of a movie I've seen far too many times, so uh, it yeah, would be at no some surprise. Point, like
1: this, the too much is too much.
2: <laughs> we can't do it.
1: this every year. Someone's no. got to do something else. Someone, someone's got to step up and, and win, win a Champions League here and there. It's getting ridiculous. Seriously. All <clears> right, <throat> um, my friend. I have to run. All right. Good chatting, man. It was a, it was a fun podcast. So check was. you slash patreon.com. At the end of the week for a bonus podcast where Diego is going to bring his top 10 list. If you want access to that, plus all the stuff Diego is not allowed to talk about, plus some other stuff that we throw in there that is off the walls. Uh. Become a patron to get access to that. Thanks, Diego. It was really fun. Good luck against Real. Thanks, buddy. You too. Take care.
2: Peace. Yes, yes. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.